Greetings of peace, dear friends. Yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yes. This is uh, Lester McKenzie. Greetings from St. Mary's on just a, a wonderful, clear sky, sun is trying to poke out kind of day here at uh, St. Mary's in the Diocese of Los Angeles, Orange County, wherever you're listening to this. Blessings to you, strength to you. I'm continuing on the conversation, or at least on this podcast, uh, today's episode is the continuation of celebrating African ecological wisdom. And so we turn our focus to some inspirational figures, or at least for me, they are inspirational, who embody the, the wisdom of, of ancestral spirituality and uh, championing the care of, of Mother Earth. And so among the many voices echoing from the African continent, uh, there are those that speak with uh, a particular clarity and urgency. And so environmentalists and theologians like, like Dr. Jesse Mugambi, Archbishop uh, Tabo Mokhoba, uh, and the late professor Wangari Mahatai uh, resonate profoundly in, in teaching us the true essence of creation care, again, from an African perspective. Dr. Jesse uh, Mugambi, uh, a Kenyan theologian and environmentalist, uh, is an example of someone who, who successfully, I think, intertwines Christian teachings uh, with African ecological wisdom. He speaks extensively on the concept of, of, of emphasizing um, that caring for the environment is not only a physical task, but a, a spiritual duty. In the words of Dr. Mugambi, the earth is the Lord's and everything is in it. That's, that is from Psalm 24 verse 1, which is a testament to our sacred duty to care for the earth as God's creation. Dr. Jesse Mugambe's work, for instance, resonates with the call uh, for sustainable development, demonstrating that ecological preservation and socioeconomic development are not mutually exclusive. This aligns with the Ubuntu philosophy, which we which I've spoken about, that views community well-being as an integral part of environmental health. Archbishop Tabu Mahoba of the Anglican Church of Southern Africa has also shown an unwavering commitment to the environment. He has advocated for the church to engage actively in environmental justice, recognizing that climate shift disproportionately affects the world's most vulnerable populations. Archbishop Tabu Mahoba's emphasis on climate justice echoes the same understanding um, towards what, at least what I'm reading in Dr. Jesse Mugambe's work. Then there's the late Professor Bongari Mahatir, 
founder of the Green Belt Movement and the first African woman to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. She planted trees as a sign of hope and a means of empowering communities, particularly women. Mahatahi eloquently bridged the gap between environmental stewardship and society, embodying the African spiritual principle of interconnectedness. Through the simple act, and this is wonderful, the simple act of planting trees, Matai reaffirmed the power of individual and community actions in healing our world. I think what I like is that she demonstrated that environmental activism is not solely the domain of scientists and policymakers, but that everyday people like you, like me, can make a significant impact. And so, these leaders, among many others like them, guide us on how to weave spirituality and environmental activism together. Their commitment, at least to the earth, stems from a spiritual understanding of the interconnectedness of all life, a concept deeply embedded, in my opinion, in African spirituality and reflected in tireless efforts for being a witness to the environment. Their lives are a testament to the idea that creation care is not just an obligation, but an opportunity, an opportunity to engage with the divine in every gust of wind, every grain of sand, every crest of a wave. When we turn locally, and locally I mean, again, St. Mary's uh, is along the Pacific Ocean, and so locally the indigenous peoples of the Akjakemen nation, who have lived in and around the region now known as Laguna Beach, also known as the Juanino Band of Mission Indians, had an intimate relationship with the ocean and the land. The Akjamin honored the ocean, which they relied upon for sustenance and trade, but also recognized its spiritual significance. Again, the sea was a provider, uh, but a powerful spiritual entity. I'm, I found interest in, in what the local indigenous tribes of this area, where St. Mary's is located, and I'm dis, I discovered the, the book First Coastal Californians by Lynn H. Gamble. And so I'm biting into that, which sheds light on the rich history, culture, and spiritual beliefs of the local tribes and also provides a comprehensive overview of their relationship with the natural environment. And so, also there's another book, uh, Tending the Wild, 
Native American Knowledge and the Management of California's Natural Resources uh, by M. Cat Anderson, which offers an account of how indigenous people interacted with and cared for the land and sea, demonstrating their ecological understanding and practices of sustainability. And so as we, so if anything, how, how can we draw inspiration from the Akjachimen's wisdom and practice, from Dr. Jesse Mugambi, from Archbishop Tabu Makoba, uh, from the late Professor Wangari Mahathir. Um, what is your relationship? What is my relationship with the ocean? How um, do we recognize that we are part of a larger ecosystem? And so this week I invite you to reflect on, on the ideas and uh, uh, on how you can incorporate uh, some of the, the ancient wisdom into your daily life. How can uh, we as a community uh, ensure that we are not just takers, but also caretakers, maintaining a balance with the environment, as the Akjamahamen did. I, I welcome and I look forward to your thoughts, your reflections, and your experiences. Um, and and let us learn from the past to create a, perhaps a more respectful future not only with the ocean and with all of God's creation, but perhaps even with one another. So the word, in the words of, of Chief Seattle, uh, a leader of the Suquamish and the Duwamish tribes, the quote begins, We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. End quote. May this thought guide us as we strive to protect and care for the ocean, informed by the wisdom of those who have come before us. And wherever you find yourself on your journey of faith this day, dear friends, blessings to you and strength to you. Until next time, stay blessed.